the Bible Study Podcast, episode 490. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Proverbs with chapter 28. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with Proverbs with 28 different Proverbs in chapter 28. The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. I don't know if you've seen a lion. I've had a chance to see some in the wild at Ngorogoro Crater in Tanzania, and they definitely walk around as if they own the place. Something about this habitual being the top of the food chain sort of thing. Are you bold? Are you and I bold? Or do we live in fear? The Bible says that we are called to be bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion, and it's the wicked should be the ones who always fear, even though no one pursues. In the New Testament, we are told we are not given a spirit of timidity, but a spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. If God is our Father, we should be confident as we move forward in life and not be fearing all the things that may happen to us, but also we should be acting without fear. Does that describe us? When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. A person with discernment and knowledge is a gift, and when they are someone who is in charge and has authority, how much doubly so. A ruler who oppresses the people is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. A ruler who is oppressing their people is leaving devastation. Those who forsake instruction praise the wicked, but those who heed it resist them. We are called to resist evil. We are called to push back, not to live in fear of it, but also to stand up for what is right. Evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Understand it fully seems like a challenge. It seems like a challenge these days when we have facts and alternate facts. When people believe what they want to believe, and we can't even agree on what the facts are, let alone what should be done about it. And yet we're told those who seek the Lord understand fully. It seems to me that this is instruction for me to seek the Lord more fully. If I need that understanding, that I should be spending time seeking God and his wisdom. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. I had to look up perverse just to make sure I had the right definition here, showing a deliberate and obstinate desire to behave in a way that is unreasonable or unacceptable, often in spite of the consequences. So someone who is perverse is someone who is willfully and intentionally doing the wrong thing and just doesn't care what you think, just doesn't care what anybody thinks. And so we're told... Better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. We will be measured not by our bank account, but by our character. A discerning son heeds instruction, but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. That one's a little painful for me after stepping on the scale today and seeing a number that I did not like. I'm not sure that I've been in the companions of gluttons, but I may in fact be one myself. Gluttony just means that we are, like so many different sins, living for pleasure. And we're called to live for joy, but not for pleasure. And they're different things. We get joy from helping people, for instance, 
but we're called not just to live for our own satisfaction. And I need to do a little less of that this week. Whoever increases wealth by taking interest or profit from the poor amasses it for another who will be kind to the poor. This is a threat. This basically says if you are making money off the back of the poor, what you have will be taken away from you and given to someone else, right? Whoever increases wealth by taking interest or profit from the poor amasses it for another. That's what that means. If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. So many different places in the Bible, it talks about why God is not hearing prayers, and it's that God doesn't demand sacrifice, but obedience, Whoever leads the upright along an evil path will fall into their own trap, but the blameless will receive a good inheritance. This is one of those verses that is explaining why we shouldn't be afraid, is that God has got our back. The rich are wise in their own eyes, and the one who is poor and discerning sees how deluded they are. It's real easy, especially if you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, to think that you are all that, to think that you are better than other people. To think that a title or a bank account or a net worth is because you deserve it. When the righteous triumph, there is great elation. But when the wicked rise to power, people go into hiding. Let's pray that wicked won't go into power or that all of those who go into power, especially those in our country and in other countries, may not be wicked and may have wisdom. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. This is a parallel to what we read in 1 John. If we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Blessed is the one who always trembles before God, but whoever hardens their heart falls into trouble. And part of the reason for that is that it's the whole being humble before God, understanding that we are not all that understanding that the earth revolves around the sun and the sun and the galaxies do not revolve around us. Because how can we put God in the center of our universe? How can we put God in the center of our lives if we think we are that center? Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a helpless people. Um, Scary. (laughs) That's what that is. That's just scary. A tyrannical ruler practices extortion, but one who hates ill-gotten gain will enjoy a long reign. So a tyrant is trying to get their way at all times, and they're trying to get their way for their benefit. So one who hates ill-gotten gain is really, really good in a ruler, somebody who's looking for the joy and the benefit of his people. Anyone tormented by the guilt of murder will seek refuge in the grave. Let no one hold them back. It's kind of a tough one. It's basically saying if you have killed someone, you will seek refuge in the grave. You will seek to die because it's the only way you will lose that guilt of murder and that we should just let them die. This isn't always God's plan, though. I think of Paul, Paul who actually persecuted and killed Christians, and God had another plan for him. And I talk to young men all the time who tried to kill someone, killed someone, is God done with them? And I tell them the story of Moses, and I tell them the story of David, and I tell them the story of Paul, and I say there is forgiveness. The one whose walk is blameless is kept safe, but the one whose ways are perverse will fall into the pit. Better to walk blameless, then. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. 
think about this, especially in the agrarian society this is addressed to, if you don't work, you don't eat. And you can chase all the fantasies you want about, oh, if I only had, oh, if I, oh, one of these days I will, and that's not going to produce food. Now, I think the same thing is true with us, although it's possibly less dramatically obviously true. But laziness and fantasies do not lead to prosperity. A faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. Interesting. When the Old Testament talks about riches, it usually talks about blessing, right? A faithful person will be richly blessed. And so you say if they're rich, they must be blessed and they must be faithful. Even in the context of the Old Testament, this says, yes, but don't be so eager to be rich. Be eager to be faithful and therefore be blessed and therefore have prosperity. To show partiality is not good, yet a person will do wrong for a piece of bread. At what point would we give up what we believe to do the wrong thing? The old joke about the man who goes to the woman and says, will you sleep with me for a million dollars? And she says, yes. And he says, will you sleep with me for a dollar? And she says, well, what kind of woman do you think I am? And he says, well, we already established that. Now we're just negotiating the price. Do we have a price? Or is the importance of doing the right thing so important that we don't? Will we do the wrong thing for a piece of bread? The stingy are eager to get rich and yet are unaware that poverty awaits them. One of the many proverbs here that says that you don't get rich by not sharing. Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor rather than the one who has a flattering tongue. Now, I think this is talking about the person who brings correct correction, the person who brings correction that is needed, in the end is doing that person a favor and then in the end will gain favor. Whoever robs their father or mother and says it is not wrong is the partner to the one who destroys. Remember the Ten Commandments say, honor your father and your mother and you will live a long and happy life. The greedy stir up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Again, don't be greedy. Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. One of the reasons we are called not to fear is that we are called to trust in a power bigger than us. We are called to trust in God. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. How many, many, many proverbs have we come across that talk about how do we care for the poor? The poor and those who are powerless, again, I've said it so many times on this podcast, but the writer of Proverbs is telling us again, are close to the heart of God. God cares what happens to people, especially those who need help. Do we have that kind of heart, the kind of heart that God has? Or are we really just concerned about keeping what's ours? That is not a heart that is close to God. When the wicked rise to power, people go into hiding, but when they perish, the righteous thrive. I pray this week you will thrive. I pray this week you will live a life of boldness and that you won't live a life of fear. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. 
and thanks so much for listening. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.